When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate. My name is Chris Plank. We're going to recap a tough Big 12 tournament coming up a little bit later on. We'll hear from Skip Johnson on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But let's start by looking ahead to super regional action. We kick things off with Sooner pitching coach Jen Rocha. Coach, thanks for joining us. Let's start first and foremost by talking about the last couple of weeks. No finals, no dead week, no school. How fun has it been to just focus on softball, and have you seen a little weight kind of lifted off this team's shoulders? Um, you know, it's been a lot of the same. Uh, kept our same routine, just getting our girls together, uh, making sure they're well-fed, and uh, just really good practices. We've had our uh, our seniors have been great, um, getting everybody locked in, and uh, we're just trying to keep our same routine. This, You know, this team... Um, now, as a team, they've been through some ups and downs in the postseason all in one weekend, um, but they're doing <laughs> a great job. And, <laughs> um, you know, we're just we're just trying to keep it normal and um, not try to let anything get too big. And um, they've been locked in at practices this week, so we're really happy with what they've done. You know, I've talked a lot about this with uh, JT, and he always jokes that finals week and dead week isn't stressful for him because he doesn't have any finals so it doesn't change anything for him but whenever you finally get through finals and you finally get through the dead week and this team is just focused on softball coach as they were last week how much of an exhale is that can you kind of see a little bit of a weight lifted from your squad yeah absolutely absolutely you know once once the only thing they have to do is focus on softball um 
their sleep patterns change. They get better. They've got, they wake up, they, it's kind of, they get to live a professional softball life, so to speak. <laughs> um, you know, they, they just, they wake up, they practice, they work out and uh, they eat they go to sleep and they wake up and they do it all over again. There's no classes, there's no finals, there's no tests or anything. Um, so it, it's taste of uh, it's, it's a taste of the big league life for them, and uh, it makes us happy because we know that there are no other distractions. Jen Roche is our guest. Can you even begin to put into words how impressed you were with the way that G. Juarez kind of bowed her neck in that game, that second game? And it's kind of crazy too because. I mean, we don't have to relive history, but it was a hit batter and two bunts for them to finally get a run off her. But she bowed her neck and was just fantastic against a team that had seen her quite a bit. Yeah, she did well. She really um, she kept us in the game. You know, she really didn't have her good stuff. We worked behind in the count a lot during that game. Um, that was a little bit concerning, but she made good pitches when she needed to and our defense played phenomenal behind her makes some big time plays got some double plays got us out of some innings and um you know she just held her own out there and it's very difficult when you get to this part of the season um and into championship type series where you have to see the same hitters over and over again and um they're prepared for you you're prepared for them so you know what they're going to bring um and so you you know the level of execution, um, it seems like it has to go up. Um, but you know the challenge is for our players and our pitchers, in particular, to remain the same and be able to execute their pitches the way they have done all year. Coach, can you then take us through from your perspective as the pitch caller, as the pitching coach, when you're in a situation where you realize, okay, my my pitcher may not have her best stuff today. How does that change or does it change what you call or how you approach your game plan? Um, you know, sometimes it changes the game plan. Sometimes I can stay in the same game plan, uh, depending on how effective she is. You know, usually if you can have three or more pitches working um, in an outing, you should have some level of success. And I have to decide which pitches are going to help her be most successful um, in those moments. And if I feel like we're kind of running low a little bit in those areas, then um, I can decide on the matchup. And, you know, is this a good matchup for her with the pitches that she has? Um, Or do we have somebody in the bullpen that's ready to come in and would be a better matchup in that situation? And the nice thing about what we have is we do have um, a bullpen that's ready to go. I thought Mariah did a really nice job um, against uh, Wisconsin. And, you know, Shannon's certainly capable. She didn't have her best outing, but, um, you know, she's very capable of uh, coming in and shutting the team down or starting a game and, and doing some good things for us. So, um, I feel like we have a little bit of luxury. We have some wiggle room because these pitchers are good and um, they can get themselves out of situations. Maybe they don't have everything working in one at bat, but they're uh, very capable and have shown the ability to be resilient in the next bat or the next inning. Speaking of resiliency, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Shannon Sale because she's bounced back from a very awkward situation in Ames, Iowa. Pitched incredible uh, in a couple of Sundays in a Sunday start since then, but uh, she's she's going to be fine, right? I mean, this is just a situation for her. She looked great on Friday night. Kind of stumbled a little bit when she came in on what Sunday, but 
I mean, there's there's no lack of confidence in Shannon Sale, is there? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, Shannon's coming into a big situation. She knows where she's at. She knows what she needs to do. And, you know, when I talk to her, she's always ready for the challenge. And that's what I appreciate about her. Um, she takes her challenges um, lightly in some sense. And then she takes the challenge and she says, yes, let's go. I'm ready. So um, I'm, I'm excited for her to be able to have um, another opportunity and to get to experience this super regional action, and um, she's going to be just fine. So I have 100% confidence she has, she's had some really good bullpens this week. I love her attitude. You know, it's, and, and you brought it up. She knows the serious moments, but she's, in, she's, a, she's an incredibly light person when she needs to be, too. She's mm-hmm. funny. She's charismatic. But that's kind of the mode of this whole pitching staff, right? I mean, they all have this side of them to where they know Coach Rocha. Okay, we're fun. We're going to have a good time, but they know when it's business. Yeah, when the lights come on, when the white lines are drawn, they're they're ready to go. So we have fun in the bullpen, um, and we keep it light. Shannon does keep us laughing most of the time. And Mariah is actually funny. She's secretly uh, funny. A lot of people don't know that, <laughs> but she's got jokes, and so she keeps us laughing. Um, and G will kind of get everybody going when they need to, but um, they do. They have a lot of fun in the bullpen. They keep it light. Uh, but when the lights are turned on, they're ready to go. They know what they know how to bring it. Yeah, and speaking of that intensity from G, I was just curious. I noticed a few things from her that, and maybe it's because it's the postseason and that urgency is there. There's a little bit more intensity from her in the circle, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it gets the challenge in postseason. You know, the scores. No matter who you are, I don't, I don't care what the name of the chest is, the games are a lot tighter, whether it's 8-7 to seven or 1-0. to nothing. Um, And you have to be present in every moment. And that's the one thing we've talked about this week is staying in your moment and being present um, for you and being in somebody else's moment and enjoying the moment with them and for them. So she gets that and um you know there's there's like i said the the games are tight it's they're close ball games and uh it, it gets a little bit more challenging but that's when it also gets a lot more fun coach i get a lot of questions and i'll let you go on this you you spoke of the fun in the dugout and uh someone who is not going to play a role this season but i think is going to bring a great attitude and perspective to the 2020 rotation is Brooke Vestal. She, you work a lot with her. She's redshirting this season. Can you kind of take us through her progression behind the scenes and just a good freshman attitude? Yeah, she she really is. Brooke has – she's your typical pitcher. She can get locked in and uh, compete. She's really done a nice job for us um, and been able to give us some quality live looks um, for our offense. And she's really helped us a ton in the bullpen. She's very smart. Um, She has – I enjoy talking pitching with her because she gets the fundamentals of pitching. Um, And she has also helped me be able to identify some other things with our our own pitchers because I'll pick her brain about, you know, hey, what do you do with your changeup? She's she's helped me, helped G develop her changeup. And for that, I'm really appreciative of her perspective and of the words that she uses in her bullpens. Um, but she's sitting in the in the uh, dugout. She's charting pitches. She keeps me updated on pitch counts. 
and is asking me questions about, was that a good pitch? Do you think that was good in that situation? And so she's walked into every game, and um, she, as a freshman pitcher, has gotten so much better. Um, and it's really benefited her to be a redshirt freshman. It's benefited us as a program. Um, and I really think it's going to pay dividends in the long run. She's ready. Um, she's ready to go. I know she's starting to get a little antsy and um, is ready to compete in this postseason. But um, I think the fans are going to be very happy with what uh, she can bring to us the next four years. She's going to be a stud. Hey, let me slide in one more real quick, Coach. Northwestern, obviously we've seen them twice this year. A much different team now. They had an incredible Big Ten run. What have you seen from them as you've prepared? Um, you know, their pitcher's really good. It's another uh, good lefty we're going to face. And, uh, you know, their offense can produce some uh, big numbers when they swing. So um, I think they're coming in and uh, they're on a little bit of a roll. You know, they've got some postseason high coming in. And they're going to challenge us, you know. And, again, the, the challenge becomes, again, here we are facing a team for um, the third and fourth time for sure. And it gets hard when it, it's hard to continue to have success over a team. And so we're going to have to bring our best game and um, really do a good job of preparing our players and making adjustments when necessary. That's going to be a big key for us. Thanks to Jen Rocha. What an incredible job at the Sooner Pitchers this past weekend. So let's head to the press conferences from earlier today where Sid Romero talked about being named one of the three finalists for the USA Softball Player of the Year. Um, I'm truly thankful to be here at Oklahoma. There isn't another place I can imagine myself at. But um, I said this earlier, um, there's not one accolade that I'd wish for, but I'd just rather play for this team instead. Um, I don't focus on that. Um, I mean, it's an honor, but it's not something I'm looking at. Um, like I said, I'd rather win with this team and these girls next to me than any personal accomplishment ever. And for head coach Patty Gasso, obviously a lot of excitement looking uh, at We're excited Regional. to be at home, sell out crowd again. Fans and their enthusiasm for our team has been really fun to uh, be a part of. <coughs> um, proud of this team and the mission that they've been on and this is the most important weekend of our season is about to embark on us Friday so uh, we feel prepared and we're going to give everything we have. And a lot of focus from this team. These seniors don't want to go home, and despite the fact their 41-game winning streak came to an end, there has not been a lack of motivation and excitement looking forward towards yet another potential birth in the Women's College World Series. I think they understand that they had that, you know, we learn. What we need to do is learn, and I think they learn. I think you'll see a different attack mode. Um, I think you'll feel a little more energy, and because um, I, they absolutely know that, not that we were lucky, but when you have your back against the wall and you know that your season could be over, it's, it's uncomfortable. And they fought through that. And they know that this is, again, the most important weekend of their season because it either sends you home or you go to the promised land. And there's nothing they want more, but they, they know that if that's all you focus on, it won't work. So they just got to go back to what they've been and what has worked, and I think they're ready to do that. 
So here's what the schedule looks like, depending on when you consume this podcast. We will be on the air Friday afternoon, 2 o'clock first pitch, 1.30 pregame show for Oklahoma and Northwestern. The Saturday game is slated for a 3 o'clock first pitch. And then if the Sooners need a Sunday game, we'll go at it at 1 o'clock against Michelle Gascoigne and the Northwestern Wildcats. Well, the future for the OU baseball team is very much up in the air as Oklahoma awaits to find out whether or not they will make the big dance. The Sooners lost both games in the Big 12 tournament, and Skip Johnson afterwards talked with Toby Rowland about not just the frustration of losing like they did to TCU to get eliminated, but you you started out things looking pretty good. Nathan Wiles was rolling, but then suddenly the wheels just fell off for the Sooners in the fourth inning. Yeah, I mean, that was exactly had a really good rhythm. Had a, uh, uh, got uh, Watson 0-2, didn't bounce a breaking ball, uh, windblown double off the wall, and then it kind of just started spiraling down after that. You got to forgive yourself for making that pitch. And then we didn't make, uh, uh, I think it was a uh, on a hit and run, we threw the ball to second and wasn't ready for the ball there. And all of a sudden it kind of just kind of started spiraling after we lost some momentum. What will you say to your team after this one, Coach? Go go home and uh, uh, get on your hands and knees. And thank God you got to play baseball today. What do you feel like your uh, situation is coming into Monday? Well, I mean, I mean, if we're truly the number two conference in the uh, country, then we should get in. I mean, look at our record and look at our RPI. Uh, don't look at – I mean, you're looking at a, a, an age of uh, a young man that it's uh, – a reset age. I mean, they're used to resetting video games. It's not like they're going to lose any confidence from it. I mean, we can go out and play like uh, 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 really good. I mean, it's, it's uh, been that way all year long, so uh, I don't expect it to be any different. So OU will wait, and we'll see if they make the postseason for college baseball. In the meantime, thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. Lincoln Riley will be on Tuesday's episode of The Game Plan. And we'll hear from, hopefully, a victorious Patty Gasso looking back on the Super Regionals. Until then, everyone, have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.